This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right. Hey, we're back one more time. And I think this is the last one, right, Rich? We're we're not going to do any more. Okay. How to select a contractor. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and go into little details of what the contractor's insurance should be. And maybe we'll get in touch on some financing, even though finance options. we're not well, bankers. I pay for this. Yeah, but we're not bankers. We're not financial planners. So take it with that grain of salt. There you go. So before we get started, I want to say thanks. Get Hit it, Rich. The Niles Design District right there. NilesDesignDistrict.com. And we we'll say thanks to them for uh, supporting us and uh, helping us through put these shows together for you and you can always go check them out they've got a lot of great different options and uh and products if you're going to be remodeling your home where are they located at in um strangely enough they're located in niles it's it's very strange that they would do that but they're actually but this in is niles. on youtube and i can watch this in california where's niles yes. niles illinois there you go <laughs> fly into just O'Hare. narrowed it down some that's all yeah fly into o'hare you land, yes. you go check out Niles Design District. I'm sure they'll ship it anywhere in the country. Yes. All, all the products you can select. It'll be, then it'll go be back downtown, have a nice dinner, get back on the red line, get back out to O'Hare and go home. <laughs> Boom, done. Right there. You're taking care of it. Yes. And also, we always forget to say this. We've got a newsletter that we put out. So yes. you can just go to uh, MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, fill out all the information, and then click on... Rich? Uh, subscribe. Or, or boom done. Oh, that's right. It's boom done. You see, it's, it's been months since we've done that. You're right. It says boom done. Yeah, all you need is your name, address, and phone number. Yeah. No, well, not even number. that. No. Just name. Name, address, email address. And email address. That's it. That's all we're looking yes. for. Not even once, your address. Just nope. your name and your email address. And then once a week, you'll get an email showing what's 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 going on with the show, things that we're doing, things we're working on. And you, we get emails during the week asking questions about how to do certain things. And we'll post one of those in that newsletter also mm-hmm. that way you get a little more content that way with the newsletter and then that's all we just once a week that's all you're going to yep. get yep and, and as long as i was talking about subscribe you should probably just drop down there go on to subscribe click on the little icon the bell there so that you're notified every time yep. we post a new video mm-hmm. so please subscribe yes we we enjoy that when we watch the numbers go up every week so there yes. you go all right let's get into it uh what type what of insurance, insurance? And you, well, Doc, the contractor you hired that pulled up in the in the jalopy with all his tools thrown in the back of the pickup truck that's 15 different colors and no hubcaps, that guy that's going to come walk into your house is going to knock over a vase or bring in his can of paint and he's going to drop it on your $5,000 rug, now what are you going to do? Probably be pretty upset. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. So you got to have liability insurance. That's a big one. Yep. General you liability know. insurance is going to cover those kinds of things. If they knock over a vase, they, they're banging on the wall, they're tearing out a bathroom. And on the other side, you've got a picture you forgot to take down. And now that falls um, and breaks. You know, who, there's all kinds of different things that can happen. Stupid things mm-hmm. that uh, you disconnect some uh, electrical Start taking things apart. You don't realize that half that circuit's still alive, and then you fry the TV and all the electronics in the house. 
So right. kind of, that kind of stuff happens. So you want to be prepared for that. So you want to ask your contractor to name you as additionally insured on mm -hmm. that liability policy. Doesn't mm -hmm. cost him anything, and you don't have to worry about that. If he says it costs more money, then send him down the road and say bye-bye. Well, and the other thing is don't ever accept a certificate of insurance from the contractor. It should be emailed directly to you Correct. from the insurance agent. Now, the reason we named Nate uh, as additional insured is that if this guy lapses on his payments, they will give you a 30-day notice that his insurance has lapsed. And then you would be able to go back to him and say, all right, you either have to stop working on my house, you have to get your insurance renewed, blah, blah, blah. Because you don't want somebody running around without the insurance. Right. So that's a big one. The, 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 you know, general liability is huge. Right. So let's move on. We got workman's comp though. Yes. Workman's now you comp got all also. these guys running around your house. <laughs> yep. And, and then they didn't put the railing up as per OSHA and they backed up and fell off the second floor platform onto the first floor. That's right. And, and who's paying for all those medical bills? Is well, the homeowner? If he doesn't have workman's comp, then I'm saying it's going to probably come under your homeowner's insurance. Right. Hopefully. And then, and then somebody and somebody's probably going to get involved and go after <laughs> you for even more. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, again, you need to have general liability and proof of workman's comp for all, all employees. Sure. Now, so this what, is where it gets dicey. Yeah, because? He has workman's comp for his employees. Well, right. I have no employees. I only have subcontractors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. May I see their certificates of insurance? <laughs> yes. So it's, let me tell you something else too, though. Um, what most people don't realize, so I was a paper contractor. I was a general contractor. I only had one other employee at one time. Right. All of my subs, I got certificates of insurance from them, and I made sure they also had general liability, workman's comp, and actually we had we'll go into automotive in a little bit but yep i had to keep track of all those because as a real general contractor re running a legitimate business with insurance mm -hmm. i was audited every year yes yep they we would go too. through every dollar i spent with subcontractors mm -hmm. and if it said bob's plumbing or bill's heating and air i had to produce a certificate of insurance of theirs proving that they had that or else i got charged it correct in other words if they don't have it you're not necessarily off the, on hook. the hook for it you're right you know you're not necessarily going to be the bad guy but it's got to work through the courts so it's going to sure. be a real pain oh yeah so it goes back to why you hire a legitimate contractor who does things the right way who has to put all this paperwork together every year although i found it very easy because i always just put their and their certificates when their insurance expired yep i put it in my phone as their birth date yeah oh there you go have it told me one week ahead Right. So I'd call them and I go, you know, your insurance is expiring in a week. And they're like, well, how'd you know that? Like, <laughs> it's in my phone as your birthday. And that's how I kept track of it. It was easy. Right. Now, we're, again, we're talking about Illinois law here, too. And different states may have different laws for these kinds of sure. things. But um, since you're down in Florida there, are, are they basically, do they work the same way? Yeah, it's basically the same way. We actually have, you know, general liability and workman's comp are two big ones. Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever been to Southwest Florida, you notice there's quite a few Ferraris, Bentleys, <laughs> Lamborghinis. Yeah. So hired and non-owned vehicles. Yes. You know, commercial uh, auto liability is huge down here. Yeah. You must have it. Plus, there's a lot of people that are uninsured motorists down here. Well. So, 
that and four hundred thousand dollar cars don't mix well. No, and and that perfect segue into the next thing is you're, you're you want to see that the contractor for the trucks and the equipment that they are bringing onto your property also have insurance. So mm -hmm. you want to check and make sure that 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 way they pull <laughs> in and they back into your car. You want to make sure that they've got got insurance on their trucks. Yeah. Now I was in business up there for. Ooh, probably almost 30 years, uh -huh. never had an attorney and have never had to call the insurance company. So <laughs> that's a beautiful thing when, yes. when, you know, it's all good like that. But that's, right. like I said, if you do a good job, people pay, no worries. Right. So some of the other uh, strange things that you might want is an installation floater. And that's a separate policy. It doesn't cost that much per year for the contractor to have, but you can ask if they've got that. And mm -hmm. that is going to be for the window delivery that comes in that gets put into your garage, they're not installed yet, so you don't own those. Um, and the insurance company, your homeowner's insurance is not going to cover them because they are not installed. So mm -hmm. where, who, who's going to cover those? If somebody backs their truck in at night and empties out your garage and takes all those windows, who's going to pay for that? The homeowner or the contractor? Well, that's why you need that installation policy. So if you have that um, installation floater, on that equipment and or on those materials that aren't installed, mm -hmm. you're now protecting yourself and the homeowner. So that's how I used to explain should. it to people. Exactly. It was mine until we nailed it in place. So <laughs> until then, it was my <laughs> yes. responsibility and my liability. Right. But as soon as I nailed it in place, it's your homeowner's or your builder's risk policy. Right. Exactly. It's part of your home now. Sure. Yes, sure. Exactly. It is. So there's bonds. Uh, bond coverages, that, and that's going to vary per state, I'm sure. So you want to check with your local municipalities and make sure that they're checking the bonds when they pull the permits for these things and uh, that the contractor is bonding. And again, explain how it works. It varies town to town. I mean, I've had towns where you did not have to have proof of insurance, but you had to have a bond. Right. Because you can't get a bond unless you have insurance. Right. So, you know, that's one of those little things that, okay, they may not require it, but I'd still like to see the certificate of insurance. Right, exactly. So then another thing that you would hope a contractor has is an umbrella insurance. And and that just that just covers the any overages with any of the other policies that you might mix and miss. Yeah, and we used to carry like a two million dollar umbrella, and it's not as much money as you would think. And you don't advertise it. Because no. as soon as somebody and somebody finds out, you're the first <laughs> one to get sued. But yeah. that way you slept at night knowing that, you know, you were still covered in right. case somebody's insurance was lacking. Right. And like I said, you could, you know, with wine collections, expensive cars, you know what I mean? It's not hard to sometimes get over that, that limit. Initial. Initial. And, our po and we always make sure that it's not per occurrence. It's, it's poor, or I'm sorry, the million dollars, it's per occurrence, not forever right for a one-time no. one-time deal yeah because you otherwise if they said spread over time it may not cover so as you can hear this you might confuse you you might just say what this is scary in a way uh-huh and it is um <laughs> yeah but, but you need to cover yourself you, you need, need to, to cover yourself absolutely you need to make sure this this is the this is the stuff where homeowners get burned the, the mm -hmm. contractor will get screwed up they ruin something they break something they just pack up their truck and pull out and they're gone and, and leave you holding the bag. So you just want to make sure that the insurance is there and that you're covered to to be able to 
you know, at least figure out the outcome of your project that's going to be successful. And that's well, and anyway, I tell people like, you know, a lot of people want to general their own job, right? Because this is also scary. So they can yep. take on all the responsibility of collecting this and monitoring insurance. Right. Um, and, and all that's great. But then we also deal with OSHA. So the same guy that backed up and fell off your deck, uh -huh. you know, if you were acting as the GC, you get the first fine also for the $10,000 <laughs> because you yep. should have known that he should have been tied off or whatever. Right. I mean, it just gets complicated. It That's really right. does. So it's it's not as much fun as it was 40 years ago. No. No, not no. at all. Ron and I've and got can... one more. I've got one more yeah. that we've never talked about. And so I'm What's gonna I'm saving this one for last. And okay, this is go. the policy that we now have. We've had it for I don't know, six, seven years now, but it's employment practices liability policy. Is that like professional like the errors and omissions? No, 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 no. It's it's actually for sexual harassment or any any of those kinds of issues that come up, um, false termination, or or you know, there's different practices like that kind of stuff. That's what that's for. So, for instance, if our guys are out on the job site, they're not even talking to the homeowner, but they maybe they're getting colorful in their in their language and getting a little colorful colorful in the conversation they're having and the homeowner yeah. overhears that they can now sue you because of, you know, the putting them in that situation because they had to listen to that because that's in their home. So even though we've gone through, um, sensitivity training, yeah, sexual harassment training, which is now required by the state of Illinois, we've gone through that training, but even though we've done that, sorry, I'm shaking my head, but I knew there was a reason I left <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Wow. Just because you've got two guys in a different room talking about some subject that may or may not be compliant, you know, that the homeowner likes. The homeowner can then sue you for that conversation that's going on in a different room, even if they're not even talking to that person. So that is another one. If you're a contractor out there listening to this, it doesn't cost that much per year, but it's called employment practices liability. So... That's that's another one. So if you Yikes. fire somebody, you know, incorrectly or you fail to hire someone correctly, it'll cover that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, well, that's why we have an HR department. She crosses all those T's and dots, all those I's. But yeah. you're right. It's, it's yeah. insane. Uh, so I don't have I am the HR department. So, you know, I, I need to cover that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. And that's one that, you know, I, you don't know what your guys are doing out there. You don't know what your subs are doing out there. You have no control over it. You don't know what they're talking about, who's out there in and out. You don't know if the homeowner's around. So, you know, that's a that's a safe policy to have for a contractor. So, you know, just, just putting that last one out there for you, brother, because I knew I saved that one People for People got to get thicker skins than I'm sorry. <laughs> that is just insane. I'm just putting it out there because it happens. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something nicer like financing. Oh, that's right. We want to get into the financing real quick because there's just a couple quick little things here. Let's see. Again, we're not financial analysts. We, we, no, we, but these are your typical ways to fund a project. <laughs> there, right there. Yes, see that? Yes, not lawyers. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, so, sir, Sonar. The three probable, most possible probable ways that you would fund your job is going to be simple home equity loan. Correct. Which would be obvious is take the equity out of your home, convert to cash, pay the bills. Right. Um, you can get a construction loan. Right. Um, and that would be uh, based on the overall cost of the job plus the actual value of your home 
and they can give you a larger sum. Sure. Um, and the better one or the best one of all of those is your construction to perm loan, because now it's like a giant refi. You're putting all your eggs in a basket and they basically do a new appraisal of your home based on the completed home. So if you put a, if you're planning a second story addition, you have a house that's worth 150,000 and, and you want to put a second story addition on, and now it's going to be say another 150,000 to put that addition on, right. but your house will be worth 350 when you're done. Now you have 50,000 in equity when you complete it. So you can pull out that loan for up to three, say, let's go to 325, knowing that you'll still have equity. You've right. got some money for, you know, any overages that may occur, something you didn't see unforeseen. But now you're refining it, and today's rates are so low; it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. So you're locked in at a rate today, and you get 12 months to do the job. And when it's done, that's your you converts to a mortgage, and there you go, boom, done. Right. So if you do a construction loan, they're going to give you that loan, but then you have to when you get done, now you have to refi again. So you know there's there's more involved into it. So that's probably the most expensive option. Home equity, I think, is probably the cheapest. You just pull the money out if you've got the equity. And if, if not, you've got the equity, but you still might want to just do a refi for cash. Correct. Because a home equity loan is usually like a line of credit and they're giving you an interest rate. But if you did a refi for cash, you could refinance the house, lower your interest rate, you know, depending on what you're paying now, and then still pull cash out if you have that equity. You got to be careful with that one because if you want a, depending on the size of the, the remodel, I mean, if you're doing a whole kitchen or a master suite, something like that, you know, those numbers get fairly large pretty yes. quick. Yes, so they do. You may not have enough equity to pull that off. You right. may and, need to go. And the permanent way. construction loan, the, the one, that last one we were talking about, another good advantage to there is that's now going to run through a title company. So they're going to check the, the the payouts and the insurance for the contractors. And the waivers like we talked about yep. earlier in another episode. Absolutely. So, so if you want to know more about that, go back to the previous episodes and you can watch that stuff. So those are the two main ones. Um and then there are tax implications. So talk to your accountant prior to doing any of these to make sure that that's, you're doing the right one for your situation. situation. So, um, and it's just take basic planning. So I think at this point, we could pretty much wrap this one up. How to select mm -hmm. a contractor. There's a lot to it. It's not just asking Susie next door, hey, Susie, who'd you use to do your addition? And that be the end all to hiring somebody. Sorry, looking behind you there, but just yep. take your drawing, send it out to three guys and take the lowest bid. No, no, no. That's all you had to do. <laughs> no, that's not no. what you want to do. <laughs> Watch this series again. It's yes, yeah, go back and listen. Out, but it makes sense. There's a reason we put this out there because we, we, we see people getting burned every day on the news. We get mm -hmm. phone calls asking us to come out and help them because they've gotten burned by these contractors. So... Hopefully this will help somebody. If we save one person from getting burned, this has all been worth it to me. Now you're so. from Chicago. You got to say, got to save two or three. Two or three times, yes. Got to save two or three people. <laughs> we're happy. There you go. All right. So yes. make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, and uh, you can check out some of our other videos that'll be popping up here in the corners too. So uh, with that, yes. keep it square and level. Until, Until next, next time. time. Until next time. There you go. All right. Man, it took a long time to do all of these. I mean, we've been here for hours putting all these together. Six or, six or seven hours at least. I oh, oh yeah, some, oh, eight, at least that much. Yeah. Order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, the Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.